Karen Brzezanski, remaining curious about what might be possible. Subtitled, A Healing Journey Like No Other. This is Episode 94 on Alternative Health Tools Podcast. My name is John Beethan. I'm a co-host and uh, also a producer for Alternative Health Tools podcast. And I'm across the pond here in the San Diego, USA area. And I'm Lisa Victoria, and I'm across the other side of the pond in a little <laughs> uh, market town called Toaster, which is just outside London. Um, and I'm the other co-host from across the pond. Yeah, and Lisa has absolutely been fabulous coming on as the host, but now she's got to give it up as a co-host which is fine. So the whole reason we're doing this actually is so that we can bring you more content. And uh, Lisa's completely on her own. I'm setting her up um, basically so she can do her interviews and share them with me. And and I'm doing my interviews here. But, you know, I've got a situation where we actually have an episode coming up with somebody on tapping. So we're going to be using Zoom. And so we'll release a video on that. And Lisa will be a part of that as well. But we just wanted to get you guys updated on what's going on. Anything you want to say, Lisa? Just that it's really exciting times and, you know, the alternative health tools has evolved and grown over the years, hasn't it? And coming into this period now, you know, we're, we're, we're evolving and growing all the time and making it more accessible for people, obviously with the time difference. So being able to host on my own and you being able to host over there on your own, it just, like you said, makes it, um, more accessible for us to interview people and get some more great content out to our listeners. Very well said. All right, Lisa, I will see you across the pond. (laughs) Yeah, virtually (laughs) for now. (laughs) This episode was recorded April 10th, 2020 here in the States. And these are the topics, people, and references we covered today in this episode, which you can find links for at alternativehealthtools.com, episode 94. Meeting Karen on one of Mary Kravitz's weekly Zoom calls, Debbie Ford, Marianne Williamson, Carolyn Mays, Spiritual Bypass, Karen's version upgrade to K 2.0, Dr. Herbert Benson on the relaxation response, Music is Healing, Music is Medicine, Jason Mraz, EFT Tapping, Karen's Accident and Her Resulting Healing Journey, Karen's experience with Ayurvedic doctor and the compassionate witnessing presence for the experience another is having, and Karen's top three influences and her final thoughts about remaining curious about what might be possible. Visit the episode notes for all the links to everything we covered today, including a link to a YouTube video where you'll experience a complete EFT tapping session with Karen working with our co-host, Lisa Victoria who's in the UK. And I now bring you Karen Brzezanski. So how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Good. Having a nice start to my weekend. Uh, I took an online live yoga class this morning, which was fantastic. Uh, so how was that? It was so fun. Uh, it's, it was, uh, it's via Zoom. And one of my teachers is doing live classes um, every weekday from now until we're not sure when. So whenever I can catch that, it's a great reason to get my buns out of bed. So Oh yeah. 
Do yeah. you need a reason to get out of bed? Is that it? Well, it's nice to have like a set thing for me to know that I'm attending and that I'm like doing, that's like a, you know, a good thing to, for my body. Yeah. It helps me just get up a little bit earlier than maybe I normally would have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I love, I love being up early. So. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. To, you know, I tried to stay up late last night, uh, till about 11 hoping to sleep until six, but I got up at four. just seems uh-huh. to be my thing. Oh, okay. That's early. Yeah, it is. Are you meditating at 4 a.m.? Or? Uh, usually five. Okay. And or going for walks. Mm-hmm. But we've had nothing but rain here for the last um, several days. It just oh, hasn't stopped. Same. Yeah. It's yeah. been cold and rainy for the, the whole week. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to be looking for a scientist that environmental scientist that might be able to explain the nexus between less air pollution, carbon dioxide, and all that kind of stuff going into the atmosphere and its relationship to the rain or the weather. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I hadn't even one. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's such a great point. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There's so, a lot of um, great things happening with the environment right now. <laughs> I, know, I know. So I, have you been enjoying Mary Kravitz class? I, I have. Yeah, yeah. I'm relatively new to her. A friend of mine introduced me to her and mm-hmm. uh, shared some, you know, Facebook videos and things and invited me to a class. And, and then I saw, I, I did something with her, with Mary, um, I don't know, a couple months ago when she did like an yeah. online series or something. And it was so wonderful and I just love her energy and yeah, it's been great. And I just, I love the connection right now, you know, to have um, like a group to just brainstorm with on a regular basis, just to check. So do you like the brainstorming on a business level or would you like, you know, there's several different groups I'm on. I can certainly um, connect you with. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I love the brainstorming. Um, I love just being in community with other business owners and hearing what they're doing. Cause sometimes like, you know, they're talking about things that, that I hadn't even, that hadn't, hadn't even occurred to me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, why haven't I done that? Or why didn't I think of that? Um, so what was I, your big, what was your big takeaway from the call yesterday? Well, I didn't realize how many resources were available to, for entrepreneurs. So that was really great. And I'm like, Oh, I have to go to these websites and do a little bit of research to see uh, you know, what's going on and what might be available to me if I needed something. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. And then just hearing what everybody's doing and hearing their ideas around their businesses is, is, is always good too. Cause it helps yeah. me like, you know, think of different ideas for my business. So I love that. So good. We're actually rolling just so you know. Okay, great. But we're, but you know, so this is alternative health tools the podcast. We've been around since 2014. So Lisa Thorpe was the host when we started in 2014. She went on for almost a year and then I picked up everything else after that. And then this last year I met Lisa Victoria from the UK. We met at a Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, what's called a first Friday breakfast. And she was on the table I was at and I just connected with her. And then she started talking about where she was from. She's from the UK and she's a health coach. And anyway, I was looking for a host and, um, and she's just been absolutely great growing into the, into the hosting position. And I co-host sometimes and, but produce everything. And I just got to thinking with everything going on with the 
virus and everything else that I, I thought, just let her interview people. I'll interview people here from across the pond and put together some fantastic, uh, you know, resources and interviews, you know. So we're basically all about discovering and sharing new alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. And that, my dear, would be you. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to be here and thank you for asking me to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, 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 you emanate such, such positive energy. I think just being around you would be enough. <laughs> tell that to my clients. <laughs> What's that? I said, tell that to my clients. I'm just going to sit with you for 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well <laughs> We'll share this podcast with them and the rest of the world. How's that? That sounds great. But that is a big, that is a big part of it, you know, just being present for another person. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm looking right at you. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not on video, so people can't see, but there's just this positive energy from this New Jersey girl, <laughs> which we'll talk about, you know, New Jersey just kind of moved into Southern California. We'll talk yeah. about that too. But right now I'm looking at your website, the theluckysoul.com. And there's this picture of you kind of looking back. And my first question is, what were you looking at? Um, I don't know that I was looking at anything in particular in that shot. <laughs> so the, the guy doing the camera said, uh, why don't you look back? Yeah, why you don't you? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was just so yeah, the title right on uh, down the street. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, what? I, it was just glancing over my shoulder down the street. And it was in, uh, we were, where were we in Los Feliz, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Your t shirt says, see it, feel it, love it, be it. Yeah. I love that t shirt. Yeah. I'll bet you do. And your I website right on the super love tees. I think I got that t shirt on. Uh huh. Yeah, your website says you shouldn't have to navigate the challenges of entrepreneurship alone, but you have a lot more going on besides that. And that's part of the reason we wanted to get you on this episode, because I know you do tapping, which I'll want to talk about a little bit later. But first thing I want to know is how did you get from New Jersey to Cal Southern California besides flying or driving or walking? Did you walk, drive or fly? I flew. Oh, okay. I actually, I found a place in Silver Lake on Craigslist. I shipped all of my stuff across the country. And then like two weeks later, I flew and um, rented a car and then uh, found my spot in Silver Lake that I had never visited previously and then mm. bought a car and then just figured it out along the way. Yeah. So tell everybody where Silver Lake is. Uh, Silver Lake is in Los Angeles. Um, mm -hmm. That's actually not where I live now. I live in West Hollywood. And uh, I chose Silver Lake actually because uh, some of the people that I knew here told me that it was the Brooklyn of Southern California. And I was like, oh, Ooh. I should do that then. That would make me feel more comfortable. So, Oh, sure. Sure. And then what? You got starstruck and moved to West Hollywood? Oh. No, actually, um, well, I, I wound up in West Hollywood through a series of really weird events. I met this girl and became friends with her. And then my, my dad actually wound up getting really sick right after I moved here. And I had to, I was flying back and forth to New Jersey multiple mm. times. I, I wound up not really even staying in that place in Silver Lake for very long. And then when I was ready to come back after my dad went through all of his stuff and was declared a WM by the medical community, a walking miracle. 
I needed a, nice. I needed a new place, and my friend's roommate was moving out at the time that I was moving back. So I wound up moving in with her, and I was I lived with her for like six months, and then I found the place where I'm living now, which is not too far mm. from where I was in another spot in West Hollywood. So mm. yeah, that's good. Good. So fundamentally, you're a you're a coach, right? Yes, certified yeah. life coach and tapping coach. Okay. And so you got to, you got to Southern California. Did you have all that before you came? Did or I did have you... all the coaching? No, no. Um, I moved out here and I, I didn't know what I was going to do when I moved. Yeah, so here. what was the inspiration to come out here? Well, I had gone on two back-to-back healing related retreats. Um, oh. One at Esalen in Northern California. Then I took a road trip down the coast, uh, spent a week at the Chopra Center and then uh, learning Ayurveda and whatnot, and uh, a couple more days in uh, San Diego, and then uh, flew back to New Jersey. I was living with my parents at the time, because I don't know if you know, if you read any of my story on my website, but I was hit and run over by a car uh, in 2008. And that was, I was at a place in my healing journey at that point where I'd been living with my parents for like two years. And after that, those two retreats, I had a really kind of like aha moment where things really started to open up for me in Mm. terms of my healing. And I was ready to, I didn't know if I was going to move back to, back to the city, New York, Brooklyn, or do something totally different and move to California. And it was one of those Mm. moments in time where I was like, well, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Mm. Uh, So I just, I was like, well, I just had this incredible, magical, miraculous experience on this retreat. Like so many serendipitous things happened while I was while I was there for two weeks, like one little miracle after the next. And I was like, I just felt like I couldn't get to the point in my healing that I really wanted to in the same place where I was injured. And so I really wanted to take myself out of the environment and start fresh. And also like New York and New Jersey, just, it felt like around every corner, I was just reminded of like bad things that had happened and the suffering that I went through and all of that. And I kind of just wanted a a fresh start. So I made a big leap and I decided decided to just go for it. So you basically created Karen 2.0. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, One going forward, I'm. Time. <laughs> you know, going forward, I'm going to be calling you Karen 2.0. Right? <laughs> It'll probably be the name of the podcast too. You can call 2. me K2. <laughs> A2. K2.0. K2.0. That'll be my next website. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, so when you get off the podcast, go write that article and put it on your website. <laughs> Optimal living, healing from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know on the website, you talk right up front about no bullshit tools. You know, so we can swear on the podcast. Yeah. So right. that when I read that, it felt like you kind of have had it with a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I I really got sucked into like the whole positive thinking and affirmations and all of that. Mm-hmm. And there is a time and a place for that. And there's nothing wrong with it. However, it is of utmost importance to acknowledge the quote unquote dark side and all the negative stuff. Uh, and if we're not in a space of being able to receive 
the positive affirmations and all that good stuff, we shouldn't be saying it. You, you never want to bullshit over the experience that you're actually having. My spiritual teacher, Debbie Ford, who I don't know if you know. Oh, Debbie, Debbie Ford, passed, really? She passed away awesome. a few, few years yeah. ago. She, she used to say it's like putting ice cream on top of poop. You know, like trying to positive affirmation over, you know, a shitty experience. And it's like, you can't really do that. You're just going to get, you know, poop with ice cream on top of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. um, I I call, I call it denial. Yeah. It's denial or spiritual bypassing or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's really important to acknowledge where you are and and honor those feelings, whatever they may be. And I found mm-hmm. that so much of my stuckness and my self-hatred had to do with the fact that I was just suppressing so much of my humanity in favor of like trying to be divine and perfect. And there was all that perfectionism laced in there and trying to do it right. And uh, that didn't work for me. It only like dug a deeper hole when I tried harder. So yeah. um, it wasn't until I learned how to acknowledge both the dark side and the light side um, that I started to heal. So that was a really, really big concept for me to get. And it's something, you know, as always, I'm just a student trying to figure it out and practicing along the way. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're one of the few people that I perceive that, that on social media, your website and everything else, there's a whole lot of people in social media that like are run around suffering their, in their life. And then they hold up the camera and everything is great and take a selfie and you're smiling because you know when I'm, where I'm going with this, which is it ain't true. Yeah. And so I consider, I mean, I'll get into trouble here, but I consider most social media to be fake. I just do. Yeah. I think we all have to be very careful in terms of, you know, who we're following and what we're believing. Cause it's like, you just mm -hmm. never know what's behind the curtain. You don't know if someone with, a million followers is, you know, $10,000 in debt or a million dollars in debt or like has a shitty relation. You just, you just don't know what the stories are and maybe they're not, maybe they're doing great and maybe that is their life. But I think that there's enough people out there who are showing one thing and, and being and acting another to, you know, just go on social media with a discerning eye and try mm-hmm. not to compare yourself you know, to, to all the pretty photos and lovely things that we might see, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm, I'm a big fan of curating your feed. Like if it doesn't make you feel good, if it makes you feel like shit in any way, shape or form, like unfollow, delete, yep. like yep. get that shit out of your, out of your awareness. Well, yeah, I, I found myself last night on my phone, on my Instagram account, just unfollowing a bunch of people yeah. because I, I went, oh, you know, I hit that follow button, not because I really they had something of value that I resonated with, mm-hmm. but, but that they were friends and I thought yeah. that was the thing to do. So it's like, I might end up with no follow, uh, following nobody. <laughs> that's <sometimes laughs> so that's I, not such a bad thing. <laughs> you, know, you know who Edward Snowden is? Yeah. Great. Okay. So yeah, I loved the movie Snowden too. Yeah. So I don't know, 1.2 million followers, something like that. So the question is, um, who does he follow? Do you know? I don't know who Edward Snowden follows on social media. One property, the NSA, that's it. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. follow anybody else. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's when you think about that, you know, that that's kind of an interesting notion in terms of, you know, if you just follow 
one person or one way or one property, mm-hmm. um, how it might change every everything that's coming at you. Yeah, you know, depending on how you're set up. You right. Yeah. So when you when you go from bullshit to tools to help you create everything you want in your business. So let's talk a little bit about that from a, and and I want to kind of like frame it into a healthy business Mm -hmm. because you obviously have a healthy business. And the reason I know is once again, your, your, your energy is infectious. I told you this the other day. So it's like, you know, you got a new business, you got a new program going on. People are just going to pay you to be around you. Well, thank you for that. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. That's really nice. Yeah. So typically, you know, in your business, in terms of coaching people and stuff, does the health issue or the health uh, coaching comes into it as well? Or is it a little part of it or a part of it when it's needed or? Well, I don't coach people specifically around their health. If if they happen to get better in a certain area of their life, if of their lives on a physical level because of some of the work that we do, I don't take mm-hmm. credit for that. Um, okay. That, that could be happen. I mean, that's happened for me with the work that that I do for sure. And like I was working with, for example, a woman who was really working on uh, weight loss issues. And, and I was, this was like a guest thing that I did in somebody else's community. And I like, I was doing a, a tapping video on releasing mm-hmm. the stress and some of the beliefs that come up around uh, weight loss, which is not something that I, I specialize in, but I know how to do. Uh, and she emailed me after that session and she said, you know, I haven't slept in 15 years and I had the deepest sleep Mm. ever after tapping with you yesterday. And she became a client of mine. Mm. She was also Mm. starting a business. So, you know, we were Mm -hmm. working around, uh, limiting beliefs and all the things that come up around building businesses as well. But sometimes it's just a nice side effect. But I certainly don't take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was the tapping exercise you went, you took her through? I told you we were going to talk about tapping, and yeah. yeah. But what was the exercise you did? And it's, you know, I, I don't know. Do you work from the inside out intuitively? Like if if that came up, it's like let's do a tap. You know, you have oh some yeah, I, wherever I never know where sessions are going to go, which is exciting and completely terrifying. It's kind of like you mm-hmm. know when you're on mm-hmm. stage in improv. I'm like, I don't know where the session is going to go. I'm just going to go with it, and we'll see what yeah. happens. But sometimes, yeah. like you know, sessions go off into left field and in a direction that I did not anticipate, and I just have to allow mm-hmm. the energy to to do that if that's where it's going and not try to force it in a direction that I think it should go. So, yeah, you know, we were just tap, what were we tapping on? This was maybe like two years ago. Um, You know, the, the stress around, you know, just trying to lose weight and then Mm -hmm. uh, feeling like it's not safe to be at the, the physical weight that I really want to be at. And all the judgment that I've held around myself and around other people. A lot of times there can be judgment around um, fit people. And it's like, oh, I think, well, she, who does she think she is to be, you know, so fit and so, you know, wearing that, wearing those Mm -hmm. things and prancing around like she's all confident and stuff. And there's a, there's a block because you, you'll never let yourself become that which you judge. Mm. And this is where the dark, shadow comes in where it's like, if I'm judging someone, whether it's for their weight or their wealth or whatever, their confidence, uh, then I'm not going to let myself be that. 
And so no matter how many attempts at losing weight one might try, if there's judgment around the, the, the woman who gets up at 5 a.m. and runs five miles every morning, you know, I'm not going to let myself be that because I think she's a bitch or I think who does she think she is or I think she's conceited and stuck up. I think she's vain and I don't want to be that. And until I can be with that in myself, I will not let myself become that which I say I actually consciously want because there's a, a block in my hidden programming that's telling me that it's not safe to be that. Nicely put. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like the stuff that comes up in tapping where it's like, oh, I didn't even realize that there was a hidden belief that I think thin women are vain and materialistic. And of course, I wouldn't want to let myself become that. So everything that I would try, no matter what program or whatever, you know, wouldn't work for me because no matter what, I'm not going to let myself be vain and materialistic. Mm. I don't Mm. want other people to think that about me. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, then we can go in and look for the gift of vain and materialistic. Well, what are the gifts of vain and materialistic? Well, you get to have a healthy, fit body. You get to wear cute clothes. You get to feel good about yourself, you know? Yeah, and internal dialogue changes significantly. Right, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Another reason I just, I'm always promoting podcasts. Cuts Podcasts are an awesome way to actually put in all the good stuff. Yeah, Internal dialogue. You just have that mm-hmm. cup of is that coffee or tea or it's what do you drink? Tea actually. I was uh-huh. gonna I, I normally would have a cup of coffee right now, but I'm uh-huh. out of creamer. So I'm not Oh, I hate that when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna go buy a cup of coffee and I just didn't. And I was like, Well, I guess I'll have tea today. Cause well, my- you can't just go buy a cup of coffee. You have to mask up and you have to I know gloves. that's the whole thing. That's why I don't have any creamer right now. And I'm getting an Instacart delivery. It's not coming till Monday because they're they're so busy. Oh, let's talk about that. I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, three weeks ago I said that's it. I'm self quarantined. I got on Amazon Instacart, Amazon Fresh Prime. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. It's like yeah. nobody can deliver for a week and a half. So I'm yeah. going. Yeah. Oh, gee, can I? Will this carrot? Will this carrot last me a week and a half or whatever? That's exactly you know? where I am. I have. I'm like, how much more frozen broccoli can I really eat? <laughs> oh, I have frozen broccoli too. I have yeah, frozen broccoli. Like the frozen too. broccoli, the pasta, the quinoa, and I'm like, technically, I could probably make it like another couple of weeks on like oatmeal and frozen waffles and frozen vegetables. But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I need some something else. My taste. I know. I was running out of groceries. You should have seen me try to visualize this. I'm sitting with my dinner plate and there's one string bean and I'm just cutting and taking a bite. (laughs) I'm just kind of like enjoying it, enjoying it, and then cutting, taking another bite. And it wasn't that bad, but but almost. I did go to In N Out Burger yesterday. That was a. Ooh. I know. Because they're still open because of the drive through, but I still wore my mask and gloves. And then I cleaned everything off when I got home and. I took everything yeah. out of the boxes and I sanitized everything and I put everything on real plates and good for you. And then you, yeah. you nuke them or heat them up. I put them in my oven for, you know, yeah. minutes. So yeah. 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 But it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's important to know that. So I wanted to actually get back to tapping and, and, and for those of us, let's say that don't know actually the origins of tapping and what it really is, what would you say? It's like if somebody said, hey, tapping, what's that? Is that, are you talking about the bugle guy and playing at funerals? 
No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's so a whole cool. more, thing. more and more people these days have at least heard of tapping. Not that everyone really knows what it is, but I'm less and less surprised mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard of that. Or I, I, I tried that once. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Tapping is a combination of ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology. So we're using the same points on the body that they use in acupressure and acupuncture, but rather than needles, we're using a light tapping sensation on those mm-hmm. same points. and it stimulates the energy in the body in the same way. So what we're doing is that we're saying very specific words and phrases around whatever issue you're trying to process um, while we're tapping on these points. So we're essentially harnessing the wisdom of the mind and the body at the same time. And that's kind of where traditional talk therapy falls um, falls short sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is why tapping can can feel like you're getting such a big release because you're really moving into like the intellectual part of the issue that you're working around. But then like, there's like these energy centers in your body that are opening up that are allowing you to access, again, that that hidden programming that you may Mm -hmm. not have known was actually controlling your behavior, which is really Mm -hmm. cool. And it really helps unstuck people once they can start to see that hidden programming and how it's been keeping them safe and stuck. So uh, it really helps to actually release it on a physical level, um, on a cellular level. And there's been studies that show that like cortisol, the stress hormone in the body is decreased like 43, 45% when people are tapping. So what tapping is actually doing is it's sending a calming signal to the amygdala in our brain where that fight or flight center is housed, that alarm center that keeps us in, you know, what I call freaked out brain. And when Mm -hmm. we're in freaked out brain, you know, we're, we lose all of our resources. We lose our creativity. We lose our sense yep. of grounding and peace. We, we've all been there. <laughs> we all go there. We all pass through there occasionally. Um, yeah, and tapping yeah. sends this calming signal to the, to the brain that tells the amygdala that it's safe to turn off. It's safe to turn off the fight or flight response, turn on what um, Harvard cardiologist Herbert Benson calls the relaxation response and what I call peace brain. So I always say tapping takes us from freaked out brain into peace brain. And when we're in peace brain and when that relaxation response is turned on, the body's natural healing mechanisms can do what they're designed to do to help the body actually restore itself to its natural state of, you know, feeling good and, and well and wholeness and wellness. And that was certainly my experience with tapping. Yep. So you landed on a very, very, very important thing that, you know, most people just, you know, just don't get that if you give the body what it needs, it will heal itself. It's amazing. The body, the body knows what to do. We just have to get out of the way. Yeah. The problem today is that we continue to live in a toxic environment and uh, the most toxic environment, most of us, and I include myself live in is our house. Yeah. So there's been a huge movement for a lot of people. There's a friend of mine, Eric uh, Furman, and his wife, Fernanda, who he and I worked together for several years on water filtration Mm -hmm. and actually specifically molecular hydrogen infused water, but really great filtration. And we met because I was able to add hydrogen to his mix and he was able to make my water cleaner in terms of what I was working with. But He's moved, he and his wife have moved into this whole thing of cleaning up your house. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so anyway, you do give the body what it needs to heal and it will heal itself. Yeah. So 
Yeah. And that includes body, mind, and soul. It's just like, that's why I love podcasting. Once again, it's, it's what's happening internally. So I'm going to put something out here. I usually wouldn't do till after the podcast and I'd ask you, but can we do a follow-up on Zoom? And actually you just run through some tapping stuff with me visually sure. so that we can show people. Okay. Sure. We'll do that. We'll do that whenever you're available. We'll do a follow-up episode. Okay, separately. great. Cool. Yeah. Is there is there anything like you want to cover? And I have a question for you too. I have two questions actually. Okay. So I'm imagining you really love music. I do actually really love music. You know, Karen, just so you know, I feel like I have a an intuitive connection with you. You uh, love music. I won't I can't take it so far to say exactly who or what. So why don't you tell us who you really love, like right oh now? Oh my god, maybe, where do I even start? Well, you know, start I, with them all and I'll I'll put together <laughs> a, a K2 playlist. K2 playlist. On Spotify. Um well, I, well first of all, I will say that I was dancing this morning um in my yoga class and we were dancing to everyone from um Aretha Franklin to Jerry Garcia to uh james brown and and uh, a whole bunch of like yoga music which was super fun uh so i love i love all of that i love you know classic rock beatles stones um credence clearwater revival i love oldies like 50s and 60s music i love um frank ella billy i love cheesy pop music is one of my favorite things ever i'm a big fan of Megan Trainer, I, I don't want to call Megan Trainer cheesy, but some people, whatever. <laughs> Megan <laughs> Trainer, Bruno Mars. <laughs> I am dancing all day long. Um, I love uh, Sam Smith, Amy Winehouse. There's, there's so many, and then I love like indie, indie, um, indie music, um, yeah. like Ingrid Michaelson, Jack Johnson esque yep. kind of stuff. Um, Regina Spector. I love Melody Gardot. She's a French singer. So French music comes in there too. Uh, Sarah Bareilles. I could take out my playlist and just go down it. But Beach Boys, I mean, come on, everything. Yeah, Aerosmith, ACDC. Yeah, so here, here's a tip for you and, and the listeners as well. So one of the podcasts I listen to, and I listen to about 15, not every day or anything, but I cherry pick a little bit. But NPR is all songs considered. Mm-hmm. So... I, you know, I have a music background. I used to produce people and, you know, concerts and all that kind of thing when I was living in Santa Fe, New Mexico and did a podcast series with Chris Calloway, Cab Calloway's daughter. You know who Cab is? I don't. Okay. So you ever see the movie, The Blues Brothers? Yeah. Remember that guy that comes out in a white tux at the concert and sings Minnie the Moocher? I don't remember. That's Cab Calloway. Okay. Okay. So Cab Calloway, because Chris and I, Chris is is was cab's daughter and chris toured with cab for 26 years but chris and i and herbie hancock i don't know if you know who Uh that is yeah had a had a conversation one day when i was podcasting with chris and stuff he wasn't on the podcast but basically herbie said that he credited cab calloway as the grandfather of hip-hop and rap so if you get on youtube and do a search for cab calloway you'll see exactly what i'm talking about Uh uh-huh so anyway, I, you know, so music's always been a big, big, big part of me. Yeah. And I studied music in college and pretty serious classical guitarist, but I got started by playing rock and roll and, and, uh, portions, some of the Grateful Dead used to live down the street from me and would rehearse. Uh-huh. And then Paul Revere and the Raiders, you ever hear of them? Uh huh. Okay. So they live down the street. So wow. I jumped into a band at the age of 14 
on and on and on. So music's been throughout my whole life. It's what I wake up with. I wake up every morning with a song wow. in my head. And sometimes it's a song I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is a lot of fun, but, and I've worked at, like I said, worked in music a lot. So here's the thing about music. And I, I get this sense from you is that music is healing. Music, music is medicine. Oh my God. It, especially, you know, I re this really, really hit home for me after I was hit by the car. Uh, one of the most deeply healing things that I did was to, when I was really in it and like, I just, nothing was working and I was like completely lost and I just didn't know where to turn was Mm -hmm. to listen, like just listen. Like I would literally like turn off my lights, light some candles, put in some headphones and listen to music like that, that, that I loved whatever was resonating with me at the time. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I would take one song and I would just put it on repeat Yay! and I would listen to it over and over and over and over. And it was like a lullaby. And it was the Mm. only thing at that time that would, that I felt like really helped to, can you name one of those songs? Well, the, the one I remember specifically, it was, (laughs) I remember I was in union square park and I had gotten laid off from my job. And this was like, four months after the accident happened. And I was just at the beginning stages of like really bad PTSD and chronic pain. And then I got, this was in 2008 recession, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I just remember going to union square park after work and laying on the grass and putting in my headset and putting on I'm yours by Jason Mraz. Oh my God. Like my favorite song at the time. And I just listened to it over and over and over and over for probably an hour and a half before I just decided to get up and walk home. Awesome. But there were many songs like that. Yeah. If you go to alternative health tools, I've done a couple different interviews with Julie Beaton. Okay. Uh huh. So do you know what human design is? I know of human design. And I, I okay. keep hearing it. It keeps popping up in my awareness, but I haven't done. Yeah, any I, in it. I don't know what the episode number is off the top of my head. Cause we have like 90 now, but um, if you go to the top, right, you can do a search for uh, human design uh-huh. and the epi- one or two episodes will come up. But um, she's like a really good example of somebody that really knows her stuff. Kind of like you, you guys, you guys would dance together. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, anyway, it, it's it's a it's a good listen. It, actually, we ended up creating a video too of it, mm-hmm. where the human design um, diagrams and stuff were up. And because I had done this audio podcast with her, and after it was all said and done, I thought, why don't we just like do use the audio as a voiceover uh-huh. and get me the charts, and I'll create a video so people can actually see the charts while you're talking about the charts and kind of uh-huh. like that. But it's something I think you'd really, really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really cool. It's something that I've been meaning to look I know. Into. I chunked sideways. I went from music to human design. <laughs> and uh, I, I do have a tendency to do that. It's called ADD. And believe me, it, it's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, I know there's so much science on music and the brain. It's it's really fascinating. And mm-hmm. I, I recently, I mean, I love, I've always loved music, but I've never like played an instrument. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, I picked up the ukulele, and that's oh, good. 
it's it's been amazing. I'm just I, it thrills me that I can now play an instrument and sing at the same time. And I never thought I'd be able to do that. And that um, that was George Harrison's favorite instrument. Did you know that? Was it? No, I didn't yes. know that. Yes. I didn't know that. So sweet. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about the Mandela behind you, if that's indeed oh, what it is. It yeah, well, it's uh yeah, it's a tapestry. I got it on eBay. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I've noticed it before. I noticed yeah. it before. Yeah. Everybody seems to like it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've awesome. had it for a long time. Thank you. So how 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 is it that you arrived at your website domain of the lucky soul.com? That was in an effort to on some level, remind myself that I am the creator of my own experience and that uh, I can take any experience that I am given and alchemize it into something good mm. and, and give it meaning. And that's what I was attempting to do with the, the car accident because I never would have started this business had all of that never happened. And I'm mm -hmm. like, if I can take some of that and what I've learned from that and transform it into something that can help other people, well, that makes me feel really lucky that, mm -hmm. that I, you know, that I went through that, even though it was incredibly challenging and difficult. And it's mm -hmm. just a reminder that I have, you know, everything I need to get through any challenging situation that ever comes my way. And um, that's what I want other people to know too, that it's like, it's not about the circumstance. It's about how you show up in relation to the circumstance. Yeah. I've done photography a lot too. So one thing I learned is photography, you don't make excuses for the conditions of the weather you work mm -hmm. with it. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so one thing, one thing, part of my connection with you, I think has to do with understanding you may have heard this or maybe you don't know, but, um, you are my perfect definition as a shaman. Oh, well, that's okay, so a very high compliment. Okay. So forget the title, forget yeah. the words, forget comparing all that to the people that you've talked to that paid $900 to go to a weekend workshop and become a shaman. Those aren't shamans. The shaman, my definition of the shaman is the wounded healer. So a lot of the people I interview and, and Lisa Victoria, you know, the co-host is a shaman as well. She is a wounded healer. She managed to heal herself from a condition that traditional Western medicine wasn't able to deal with. They just wanted mm -hmm. to put her on drugs and say, you're, you're going to yeah. be on drugs the rest of your life. And yeah. she didn't accept it. And yeah. she went on to heal herself. You absolutely are a, a wounded healer. And the wounded healer, the other second aspect of it is not only do you heal yourself, because I know that was a big part of that for you, yeah. is that you then turn it, turn it around and and your work becomes that of helping other people and servicing other people. Very, very, very powerful, which yeah. is what I sense behind the your power, which is you 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 were able to just turn it around, you know? Yeah. And it it it's it it took a lot of effort. It took a lot of effort. And like like your friend who you just spoke about, like I I was told the same thing, like you're gonna have to take drugs, you're gonna have to have surgery. You have to do this and that. You're never going to, you know, be the same as you were before, which is actually true, but you can be better. And there's post-traumatic mm -hmm. growth that can come mm -hmm. out of post-traumatic mm -hmm. stress. Um, 
But I, you know, the way that I healed chronic physical pain was not through traditional Western means, was not through a pill, was not through a surgery. It was through everything else. (laughs) Everything else. And I'm sure the palate was very large. Yeah. So you found yourself in Carlsbad at the Chopra Institute. Is that right? Yeah. What a, what so a I, I live right down the street from there. You do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I should come visit. Yeah, you should. I, uh, I still keep in done. touch with my, I keep meaning to um, email my Ayurvedic doctor, Dr. Tim Breeski, to see if he's, uh, if he's working in, in the same hospital he was working in and what's going on with him right now. He was, ama- he was one of my, I call him one of my spiritual change agents. Uh-huh. Yeah. A spiritual change. See, you, you have a great, you have a great way of uh, renaming things that actually give it more meaning. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I remember walking into his office and this was after I, um, I had, I just had like a seven, six or seven day retreat up at Esalen and drove down the coast. And I was like really in this open space. And I remember walking into his office and having my consultation with him and, you know, when you go to a quote unquote normal doctor's office, they, they talk with you for five minutes and they look at you and then they send you on your way. They, they never actually yeah. get to know you. And I yeah. sat with Dr. Tim for I think over an hour and I sat there and he held my hand in his hand and looked directly into my eyes the entire mm. time. And I'm like, I have never felt so healed in my entire life. I'm like, he didn't even have to do anything. He just had to be the the compassionate witnessing presence yep. for the experience that I was having yep. and bring so much compassion and so much understanding and so much love into that 60, 90 minutes that we spent together That's that I was like, well, that was worth all the money that I paid for this retreat. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Could we have just like gotten to this point and then I wouldn't have to done the, all the other stuff? Right, Whatever. right, yeah. right. All right. So I said I had two questions. Here's my second one. So despite the accident you had, okay, can you think of another defining moment in your life where kind of everything changed? And let's not include coming to California because I'm sure that was pretty defining. Mm -hmm. Where everything changed. Um, Something that really defined you besides, and if if you want to, you know what, I I don't want to uh, steer this in any direction you know, Mm -hmm. that I think it needs to go. Just uh, what comes to mind, regardless of what it might be? Um, Well, I feel like, not to bring up another like bad thing, but like when when my dad got sick, I felt like that was a big moment in my life too. Mm -hmm. Um, It was right after I moved here. And I, I could have, like, it was like one of those moments in time where I could have just said, I shouldn't be here in California. Mm-hmm. I should go back to where I was. I should be on the same coast with my family. This was a bad idea. And after all of that happened, it was like it was so obvious that it was like no, now now I must move forward. I can't go back to New Jersey. Like that's not where I'm supposed to be. And it was just like this big opening of like no, now you get to start your life. Now, now you get to like do what you're here to do and you get to do it in California. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's been, it's been a trip. It's been, I mean, I thought I'd be here for six months and it's almost seven years later. Yeah. 
So the 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 voice inside you that said you should go back to New Jersey, that's what I call the that's what we call the monkey mind. Yeah. It's the mind that will actually go, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Yeah. I go you back know, to New Jersey. And I had to do, I, to be honest, like I had to do a lot of tapping around that because I uh-huh. was like, I had, I, I felt, I felt guilty for like leaving my family of origin and living mm-hmm. a life outside of the kind of life that I perceived them to be leading without going into too much detail. Like it wasn't a healthy environment for me to be in. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt like I had, you know, there, there was this part of me that felt like I'd made a mistake by, mm-hmm. by leaving and like, who was I to do that? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when my family was back in New Jersey living, how they were living and it was very hard for me to learn how to detach with love from that idea and really give myself permission to live life on my own terms with my own rules in my own way, in a way that like my family would have preferred that I not do. Like, I think my, my, my parents would love it if I still lived in my old bedroom, you know, for the rest of my life. (laughs) So it's, it's taken, it's taken some, some time and some, um, some, some energetic processing um, to be able to really understand that, like, I'm allowed to live the life that I want to live. And my family's allowed to live the life that they're, they want to live and both of those things are are okay and it's and not you can still be you can still be in relationship that's right and i am and it's great um it's great at 3000 miles away it's it's you know and i have a healthy relationship with with my family to the best of my ability um and and i'm i'm at total peace with that you know it mm. feels really good for me to be here doing what i want to be doing here and then going back and visiting when i can and having the relationship that I have with them now, which is, which is pretty good. Yeah. 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 So I, I like you chose me. Mm-hmm. So at the age of, well, I was pretty, I, at the age of 25, I actually moved to Orcas Island. Oh. Like I'm from Portland, Oregon, you know, uh-huh. if you know where Portland, yeah. Oregon. And Orcas is one of the San Juan Islands off the coast of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a long story. I'll tell you another time, but um, so I studied for seven years. I was at the Lewis Foundation studying metaphysics, world religion, and nutrition. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. So there's a kind of a mystical story about how I got there. Uh-huh. But, you know, I've got another appointment in 45 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so the choice came when I left there to go back to Portland. Mm-hmm. But I actually had a dream that uh, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning after spending a lot of time with seven people from New Mexico. And uh, basically I woke up in the middle of the night with this clear vision of going to the desert. And I chose to go because I knew I couldn't go back home because Mm -hmm. for me it wasn't healthy. And it's not because my family were bad people or any of that stuff at all. It was mostly an inside job on myself. Yeah. I take responsibility for that. But I, I moved 1,700 miles away, went mm-hmm. to New Mexico, and lived there most of my adult life. And there I developed mostly of who I am now mm-hmm. after coming from, you know, studying metaphysics and world religion and nutrition. But, um, you know, lived in, lived in Santa Fe to basically create the life I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And now my both my parents have passed, but I have really, really a great relationship with my twin sister, mm-hmm. which, um, by the way, we have this, we, we do this thing 
every morning where we text each other uh-huh. to let e- to let each other know we're alive. Uh huh. So I just took a picture of 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 I've got a text or I got to show her the picture. She, what are you doing? This is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the point is that I also, when I was really, really young, it's kind of interesting. I was dating this Dutch Indonesian woman, young woman. She had told me that uh, usually in Europe, it's very common when a couple gets married that they both actually move pretty far away from their parents mm. so that they don't, you know, so that they can like carve out their own life, Yeah, which, which I don't necessarily agree is the rule to have, but I do understand the wisdom in it. Yeah. So I understand where you're at. I, I feel like maybe it was a similar thing with you and I, where it's just like for our own whole health, we chose us. We chose. Right yourself. You just yep. knew you had to get away from any kind of influence or pull yep. or anything that would keep you where you were, that that's it was right. time to explore. And it's like, that's a really, it's a brave act. Like it's, and mm. I, you know, this is something that often comes up with my clients. Like it's, it's really like that pull that our family of origin has on us is so strong. Which is why I think most people never move very far from where they grew up, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, I don't know if that's because they just naturally want to stay, or it's because they they haven't been brave and they haven't really honored, you know, what they really want to do. I don't know. I think it, it's different for everyone. Or, or, I don't want to make a general giant assumption there, but yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. Like it, it, it just, it's a, it's a curious thought that I. Yeah. Well, from my perspective, it's as simple as they just haven't chosen or they didn't know they had a choice. Right. Everything right. else is a story yeah. I make up about it that That's I right. don't really know. Yeah. 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 But I'm always like in such admiration and, and awe of people who have gone in a direction that was just like, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. Nobody in my family ever did that. And uh-huh. I'm. It's making. I traveled around the world, or I started this business, or I did, you know, X, Y, went and became a circus performer. I don't know. When all my family was an accountant, were accountants, you know, it's like, well, that's that's pretty brave. It's really brave, you know. Yeah. So, I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, yeah. I think like when we, if we, like that's. I'm not a parent, but like I would, I would always encourage my kid. I have niece and nephews, and I, you know, would encourage them to always like follow the leanings of their heart rather than what they think they should be doing based on what mom, dad, society, school, whatever tells them to do. I think that is so important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I follow Seth Godin. You know who he is? Yeah. Yeah. So Seth's whole, he understands education really well. Mm. I mean, his whole thing is go make a ruckus, just like you do. Yeah, Go make a ruckus. Go make a ruckus. I was going to ask you earlier on, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Do you know the work of Byron Katie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The work? Have you gone yeah. through it much? I've done, work, I've done a couple of workshops with her. Not her nine-day school for the work, but I've seen uh-huh. her in person a couple of times. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's still doing live stuff? Uh, well, not right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> <Not really good. laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she still has her, her school for the work, but I, I don't yeah. know her, her like speaking yeah. schedule right now. Yeah, but her books are... They're amazing. Yeah. So yeah. right now, what what are the top three people that you would recommend people sort of play with a little bit? Like for me, it's Simon Sinek. Uh-huh. I love Simon Sinek. I could yeah. binge him on YouTube all day long. 
Yep. Um, I I mean I'm I'm a super fan of Marianne Williamson. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's she's been a very she's been a spiritual change agent from afar for me for for many years uh, mm. since twenty twenty six years old. I think I first found her. I always encourage people to check out the work of Debbie Ford. Mm-hmm. I think Debbie's work uh, is is foundational in terms of understanding human behavior, and it's re- it's really at the root of uh, all of our of the global mess that we're in. Because mm-hmm. it's like you know we just yeah there's just a lot to to unearth there. Um, and the third person, let me think. I. I'm also a big fan of um, Carolyn Mace. Do you know hmm. Carolyn? I don't. Oh my goodness, she's amazing. Um, she's a she's a spiritual. She's an, a, a medical intuitive, so she okay. can read energy and scan you and like tell you basically what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, she really talks about the energetics of healing. Has a number of really incredible books as well, and is just one of the the spiritual giants i think of our time and um she's she's got a lot of great wisdom around uh the the current situation as well mm-hmm. so uh and she's uh she's got a really uh kind of like a spitfire personality mm-hmm. so uh she's she's fun she's fun to listen to she she really she's very very grounded in what she knows she knows she's good at it and she's you know she's just a brilliant teacher i think she's just um, one of the most incredible women that I've great come across in my great. spiritual path. Well, everything we talked about in this episode will be detailed in um, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So, just for you folks out there, if you're actually listening to this podcast right now, you can go to your podcast player. There should be a tab there to look at the show notes, and I'll put links in so so you can easily get to theluckysoul.com. That's that. That would be her right there, and uh, <laughs> and everything else we talked about. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? And uh, first of all, I want to say is this is not the end. I, you yeah. know, I I, I I'm going to want to do this pretty often with you, and probably put it on some of the other channels I have. Awesome. Well, I'm grateful for that, and I'm totally open to it. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been really fun. Yeah, good. It's always fun. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um. I think we covered quite a bit here. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what other directions to go in right now. Well, um, I encourage, yeah, I, I I would just say, I really encourage people to go to theluckysoul.com and get a, get a hold of Karen. Or excuse me, get a hold of um, K2.0. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I guess the, the only other thing that comes to mind is, um, is is just to keep an open mind about like whoever's listening, like wherever you are right now on your path in your journey, um, to, to keep an open mind. You know, mm-hmm. that's helped me so much in terms of my own growth and development. Mm-hmm. Um, just continuing to be curious about what else might be possible. Great, and um, and then just following the breadcrumbs wherever they might lead you. The breadcrumbs. I love it. Yeah. 
That's good. Well, so for everybody out there, you can always uh, subscribe to us if you like this. And and really, most people don't understand this but uh, or know this, but the way people hear about podcasts typically is word of mouth. Very much like, hey, I saw a great movie. Sort of like, hey, I heard this podcast. Have you ever heard uh, Alternative Health Tools? Oh, my God. It's you know sort of like that. So you can also be reached on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And Karen, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me, John. You're welcome.